Hopper start to go. And here's that left hand of Casper. Uh, Two good fighters. You're listening to All the King's Men, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Kings. However, the views and opinions expressed are solely those of the host and other contributors. They do not necessarily represent those of the Los Angeles Kings. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. My name is Jesse Cohen. This is All the King's Men. We've got two episodes for you today, a training camp update and Rams update with current and former LA Kings insiders John Rosen and Rich Hammond. And this episode, which is a conversation with former LA Kings captain Terry Harper uh, as part of our 50 Kings anniversary series. As always, we encourage you to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or any other podcatcher you may use for those Android users out there. Once you've done that, feel free to rate and review us. Uh, we really appreciate it. It helps us out. You can find new episodes of the podcast on LAKings.com or check out our episode archive at ATKM.Blueberry.com. And that is Blueberry spelled with no E's. B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. ATKM.Blueberry.com uh, for our archive going back uh, a few seasons now. Uh, follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat for training camp updates, pictures from the press box, game highlights, I'm trying real hard, you guys, to make to uh, to use all of the platforms and to make each one different. Uh, it's Kingsmen Podcast, one word across all platforms. Again, don't forget to check out our other episode with John and Rich today. But for now, here's Terry Harper and Dave Joseph. Do it, Dave. As the Kings continue to celebrate our 50th anniversary, our 50 Kings series continues at LAKings.com, and our guest this week is number two, Terry Harper. Terry, thanks for joining us today. And thank you for calling me and talking. Of course. I, I miss I miss L.A. and I miss the hockey there. Well, we miss you too. It's I'm, I'm Dave Joseph along with Jesse Cohen. And uh, first of all, uh, when they talk about classic stay-at-home defensemen, physical defensemen, your name is, is one of those at the top of the list, especially in L.A. Kings history. Uh, you play in the NHL from 1962 to 1981. Uh, the first 10 seasons in Montreal where you won multiple cups. Can you talk about, first of all, winning those cups and then making that transition to come here to Los Angeles and, and what it was like to play for the Kings? Sure. Uh, you know, as you can imagine, there's nothing better than uh, playing for Montreal Canadiens in that era. Uh, winning cups regularly. Uh, they were the, the team that everybody wanted to play for in Canada at one at that time period, at least. And, uh, and so that, those are great years. My, the, the reason I ended up in LA is quite interesting in that, um, uh, I had, uh, was going to go join the world hockey league and play for Quebec city. Cause I was negotiating, trying to negotiate a better contract with Canadians. So I was, hmm going to go with uh, J.C. Trombley and and John Ferguson and I were all going to go play for Quebec City. And the general manager of the Canadians at that time was Sam Pollock, and he asked, he said, well, we really like to keep you in the NHL. And uh, I said, well, yeah, I, you know, you, you guys have been good to me. I played for you all this time. Uh, what do you have in mind? And he said, well, I'll I'll get I'll get a team or two to talk for you to talk to. So he called me back and said uh, the the uh, I want I'd like you to talk to the L.A. Kings. <laughs> and I said, Well, I'll go talk to them, but the only reason I'm going is because I gave you my words. 
uh, <laughs> I would not like to go there, uh, even though uh, <laughs> you know, I had no interest at all. And that's not hockey in LA at that time. We thought, to, you know, us winter Canadians thought that was, uh, and when we went out there on road trip, it was like a holiday. It was a break in the winter right. time to go right. out to LA and, and Oakland. That was our, that was our winter break to make a couple of trips out there every winter. So it, it didn't, I didn't really think that I would want to play there. And, uh, so I, because I'd given him my word and said I'd go, I, uh, went out there, arrived, and of course, uh, you know, Rogie Vashon and Ralph Backstrom were both there, who had been playmates with me in Montreal for long periods of time. And, uh, and so they got, yeah, come on, come on, come on. And I kept fine. But I still hadn't gotten over the hurdle of wanting to go. But while I was there, I spent a couple of days with Bob Pulford. And he was going to be the new coach of the Kings. And uh, I really liked his philosophy on coaching and play. He's a smart fellow and uh, a thinker. And, and I said, why, you know, not all bad. <laughs> uh, but I, I, so after the, they kept me out there for almost a week. <laughs> and I spent a lot of time with Bob talking and, um, and of course, uh, Ralph and Rogie pushing me a bit. To, uh, and so I went back to Montreal and I said, and when I'd left Montreal, I told him, I said, get me a, a real team for me to go talk to, <laughs> you know, be, kind of sarcastically, but meaning an original six team, because this was just after the expansion. And sure. the, six, the six new teams were not that uh, competitive. And uh, so I, and he, um, when I got back, he said, uh, uh, you know, I'd like you to go talk to Boston. And I said, well, it's too late now. I've made my mind up. <laughs> I'm going to go to L.A. <laughs> and I don't regret it at all. I mean, it was a super move. Uh, Pulford turned out to be the coach I thought he might be. Uh, the team was being built, really built up then. And uh, Backstrom and with Rogie and Gold, it was a, a very strong team. And, uh, so, and we had some great players, so... It, it, it turned out really good for me in that respect. So. Terry, I'm surprised to hear you speak so glowingly about Bob Pulford because it's my understanding that a fight you had with him uh, <laughs> was actually the fight responsible for creating separate penalty boxes in the NHL. Is that true? Totally. That's absolutely true. And, uh, and, and hey, bygones are bygones. <laughs> yeah, just because you had a fight with a guy doesn't mean you hate him. But, but, <laughs> prior, but and, prior to that, you guys, uh, te- players from other from different teams, would share the penalty box. Is that right? We that in those days it was really funny because you both went into the same penalty box, and there was usually a white-haired old retired guy, seventy-five, eighty years old, sat between you. <laughs> What's he gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> that had been going on for years, and, that, and you look back at it now and you laugh. I said, what on earth was going on? <laughs> Why did they think he was going to be of any value? <laughs> so I don't know what happened to the guy <laughs> when this fight broke up, but we were they had glass around the box, so he couldn't get in. But the crowd came over the top to help Pulford or help me. I don't know who they were trying to help. It was in <laughs> Toronto. They must have been trying to help me, uh, Pulford. <laughs> or maybe they felt sorry for me because he was beating me up or I don't know. <laughs> well, that but, is the ultimate fighting story, I think, in the NHL. A guy 
gets in a fight in the penalty box and then winds up uh, <laughs> playing for the guy <laughs> years later. Uh, when you were younger, what? Terry, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, I I'd always respected the way he played. Uh, you know, when you talked about me being a stay-at-home defenseman, you know, and the kind of the attributes of that type type of uh, a defenseman of that era, he was the ultimate forward that did his job both forward and you know back checked and uh, and was dangerous offensively. But he wasn't the rocket on the offense star, but he was one of the most solid uh, forwards in the league. And so you know, I always had a respect for him. Uh, as a person, as a player. And so I was really not, I guess in retrospect, not that surprised when I got to know him and, and listened to him. He had a lot of the same thoughts that uh, Toe Blake did, uh, who was, to me, the best coach I'd ever coached. And I was fortunate enough to play for him for a number of years. And, and, and Toe was a guy that was very clever in that uh, he understood that uh, you know the most important thing you could do is keep your goals against down. That the scoring would look after itself. If you could, uh, you know, every season we'd start the season, and our goal in the season was not to be first place, not to be this, not to be that. It was we had to win the Vesna Trophy, <laughs> and it's because he had that in his mind that it's a certain responsibility defensively that would pay off for you. And Pulford had that same kind of commitment and thought to having a team that could do go both ways. That you, you know, nights when you couldn't score your four or five goals, you could still win by two, one or one, nothing or something. And that's important when you look at the whole season, I think. Well, you've got a fistful of Stanley cup rings to back up that theory. You've uh, you've left your mark on the rules as far as the uh, penalty box goes. <laughs> you spent three seasons as an L.A. Kings captain, and you've also got a hat trick named after you, the Harper Hat Trick, which is uh, three goals in a season. How did that feel, having that named after you? That was, that was, that was a tough season. Some years I got by without any. jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that goes back with uh, my theory there, or my conviction by from toe was this you don't have to score goals you have to keep them scoring you got your bellows and your henry shards and your dickie moors and guys that can score a ton of goals but you got to have the you got to have some defensemen that can keep the other team out and and you know i wasn't uh i guess a high enough ability to be like uh, doug harvey who did both but uh, so i picked my niche there and uh, made myself strong defensively and worked at it and really relished in you know, killing off penalties and doing the defensive work and not playing on the power play and that sort of thing. How about this plus 38 in his final season with the Kings? Plus 38, that's not too bad, Terry. No, I was always <laughs> up high in the league with that. And <laughs> yeah, and that was probably the most disappointing day of my life was when they uh, I heard that they traded me. <laughs> really, the Kings, because I really, I really felt that the Kings were, at that time, we were going to win a cup. That we weren't far from it, and and usually when a team knocks on the door, they don't always get it the first time, and we didn't that season just before that. But I felt that that team was uh, really strong enough, and there's great players on it that we were 
uh, probably going to win a cup within the next year or two at the Wolf. Yeah, you were traded to Detroit after the 74-75 season and uh, and, uh, moved that brought Marcel Dion to Los Angeles. What what was that like for you? I know you said you didn't want to be traded, but what what were your immediate thoughts? And and then what did you think once you left L.A. and and went to Detroit? Well, (laughs) of all the places in the world I wouldn't have wanted to go, Detroit would have been it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wait, look at their record in that time period. Yeah. Just before. It was horrible. Yeah, they were they were a rudderless ship, and uh, I didn't have a lot of respect for their organization at all, and I did not relish going there. But when I got there, uh, we improved. We got better every year I was there. So it uh, it did. Ha- it wasn't that bad, but I sure you know felt that we uh, that I, if I'd have stayed in L.A. that L.A. we would have won a cup in the next year or two right then. When you were younger, Terry, you uh, suffered third-degree burns on your arms, legs, chest, and stomach. Um, I understand that you had to go through years of skin grafts. The the perseverance and the uh, stick to to go through that, to to come through it, and to become a prof- professional athlete. Where does that where does that strength come from? I have no idea. Innate, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, I I really was very fortunate. I was at the time it was uh, you know that's in the 1940s, 50s, 40s, and uh, I got burns. Over 30 percent of my body was third degree burns, so I was very fortunate just to live. Wow. <laughs> and uh, I probably wouldn't have survived if it hadn't been that, by all coincidence, there was a doctor in Regina who had this was just after the end of the Second World War, named Dr. Slavik, who was from Poland, and was probably the, uh, the time recognized as one of the top burn uh, physicians in the world because of his experience during the war. And uh, he happened to have moved after the war to Regina, and he got to be my, uh, he was the doctor that uh, worked on me, and yeah, I credit to a lot of great luck being there, him being there, because uh, yeah, it, uh, I had a lot of problems at first, but with the skin grafts and the work he did, it got better and better. And yeah, and that's, I don't think it held me back the rest of my life. Uh, Terry, the question I've been dying to ask you is um, who is Jeff Harper and what are the Roseville Flying Monkeys? <laughs> well, Jeff Harper is the son, number two son. <laughs> we, Gladys and I have uh, two sons and a daughter. And uh, Jeff is number two. <laughs> the Flying Monkeys are a team <laughs> that I've played for for 20 years here in the uh, senior leagues or whatever, the old, old-time, old old people. Yeah. You're and, still um, playing hockey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. That's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I play every week for the Flying Monkeys. And the Flying Monkeys uh, are playing in the – we call it the uh, was it the gold gold senior league, so it's up near the top here locally. You know, it's not NHL level, and it's not uh, uh, a high level like you might get in a eastern city with the senior league. But it's pretty good. We've had a few, a lot of players that have come that have played uh, relatively high up. Some a few that have played uh, in our league are from the. Uh, a collegiate league have played at the top level in collegiate A or whatever you call it. Like, yeah. 
In fact, one of the uh, players I played with uh, against a couple of seasons ago had just played the year before with uh, Michigan with Red Berenson's huh. team. So the level's pretty good, but uh, I, they, they're pretty good to me. They look after me. They keep me up there. If I fall down, they come by and ask if I need help. <laughs> embarrassing, as embarrassing as it is. <laughs> like, even a referee did one time. <laughs> he saw me. I fell down and I couldn't get my legs under me to get up. He said, you need some help? <laughs> I could have hit him with a stick. <laughs> if anyone starts to, to chirp you or... or talk badly about you do you just say hey i got five stanley cup rings with the montreal canadians do you ever use that line uh, no i don't i don't even talk about it at all they are, they are so respectful here the the people the, everybody in the hockey organization and the, the monkeys have had me like i said i don't know 20 20 years we played with them and uh, they're just really kind and nice to me <laughs> That's great. Uh, week after week, I enjoy going out and playing with them, and it, it's a great, a real good experience. And yeah, um, our, the Jeff, who some he hasn't played every season, but a lot of the seasons he played with us. And a lot of the players I've had played with here, I played with the whole time. They've been on this same league team all the time. They've been young kids when they started. And now they're getting catching up to me. <laughs> Terry, LA's uh, getting set to host its third All-Star game coming up this season. Uh, you made two All-Star appearances while you were with the Kings. The first at Madison Square Garden in New York, and I believe the second was in Montreal in 1975. Do you have any recollections of the of those games? What stands out from those two games for you? I know you had a goal in the first one, but does anything stand yeah. out in those games? Nothing particularly. The the games, you know, they're one one off thing that happened and. Uh, they're great experiences, but they—they they wasn't like winning a season or doing well in a whole season where you're thinking about it day in day out for the whole year. You go there and you play in the one game; it's a great honor. Yeah, sure it is, and but it means nothing in the big picture. You know, there are no points for it, and uh, so you know, like I said, I, I'm happy I played in them. Was proud that I got the chance and. Uh, but I don't look back on them as big events in my life. But, you know, I look back like some of the best seasons, like I mentioned earlier, was the one in L.A. The, the 70, was a 74, 75 season when we did so well. And that kind of a season uh, where, we, you know, you've come a long way, you're improving all the time and getting better. Those are the things I look back and remember the, the most and, and find the most enjoyable. Given your commitment to defense and your philosophy and, and how important you think it is, was there one player that you enjoyed shutting down more than others that, that you would really get it up for in a game? Oh, uh, there was lots of them, but I guess Bobby Hull was one of the most uh, because of his awesome speed and shot. I, I got to play against him a long time. And, uh, and of course, you know, in, in it tends to be players that have played uh, left wing that I would be because I was right defense. Um, other, you know, like Gordy Howe, yeah, but he didn't come down on me, you know, ten times a night <laughs> when you're playing him, uh, or Bobby Hall did. <laughs> so he, he certainly stood out as the one of the strongest uh, right wingers. Uh, and then in the center ice, there was a couple of guys. I, I always had trouble with Davy Keon. Uh, don't know why, because <laughs> he, he could go down so low to the ice when you went after him. 
that I couldn't get down there. You know, it squeezed through on the boards where, you know, guy like Bobby Hull was big. You could run into him on the boards and he was, there was a solid hit. <laughs> you know, guys like him and Mahavlich. But when you, uh, with Keon, he just had a way of slipping through and him and uh, Stan Makita, another, you know, really tricky, uh, quick center iceman. It gave me a little bit more trouble, I think, than the, than the bigger guys. You played for uh, Don Cherry in Colorado, if I'm not mistaken. Do you have any good stories about grapes that you can share with us? You're, you're totally mistaken. Okay. One of my great <laughs> things is I never had to play for Don Cherry. I you don't did. know how I, I could have done did. it. Is that, that's wrong? That's incorrect? That's incorrect. Oh, okay. All right. The coach around. there was Bobby McMillan, <laughs> a super nice guy, Bobby that. McMillan. So, so everything <laughs> on the McMillan. Internet is not true. That's what you're saying. Uh, nothing that I, I never okay. had the I misfortune of having to play for Sherry. <laughs> I played against him oh. in minor hockey. What was that like? <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> he, he talks a lot better game than his game. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how he talks about his game, but he talks about all this toughness, and that that's not what I would remember him for. If I'm one in playing at all. Interesting. So. Interesting. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> what, well, uh, yeah. Go ahead. I never sorry. heard that before. Yeah. I never heard that before that I played for time. Who was your, yeah. who was your, uh, you had a lot of penalty minutes. I'm looking at your stats. 1,362 penalty minutes in 1,066 games played. That's impressive. Uh, but toughest guy you ever went up against? The toughest fight you ever had in the league? Uh-oh. I don't know. Everyone was tough. They all beat me up. Okay. There were a lot of tough guys out there playing, a lot tougher than I was. And they, they, um, yeah, I don't, not, not anyone stands out. Uh, um, sometimes the worst beating you got wasn't from the strongest or the yeah. toughest fighter, it, yeah. it had to do with timing on the ice. You're at the end of the shift. <laughs> no energy left. The guy just came on and <laughs> or caught you by surprise. Yeah, there's, there's so many factors in there. To, the toughest guy I ever saw, and I never fought, Don Ferguson. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought he was the toughest guy I ever saw on the ice. The fight, the ability to fight on the ice, but, you know, I was on his team. I saw him in lots of fights, and there may have been others that were closer. I just, I don't, not during that era, I did not think anyone could beat John Ferguson as a fighter on the ice. Yeah, but of course, being on his side, I never was in a fight against him. Did you ever have to drop the gloves for the Flying Monkeys? Uh, no, no, no. I can't pick them up if I drop them. <laughs> hey, one final thought. Yeah. One final thought for you. When the Kings won their, their Stanley Cups in 2012 and 2014, was there. Were you watching? Did, is there still interest on your end? Or what? Did you have any thoughts about that, having played for the team? You know, definitely, yes. You know, you've always got a soft spot for the teams that you played for. Well, almost all. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> the Kings, yes, definitely. Which which ones would you not have a soft spot for? Well, I, you know, I, like I was mentioning earlier, my Detroit. <laughs> yeah, why would I have a soft spot? Hello, I liked li- I liked living there. The the people, the players were great that were there. There were a lot of you know. Uh, Dan Maloney went there with me. You know, and, and, uh, 
and uh, had played uh, uh, there, you know, with him for a couple of years in Detroit. So yeah, no, there was a, there was there were great there were great parts about Detroit. Just that the organization at that time was a disgrace, and I didn't uh, have anything to do with that. Couldn't change it. Just had to play. And the, like I say, there's a lot of good players there, and they, they, the team there started to do really well, too, until the management messed it up, I think. Hey, Terry, thanks for doing this. We really appreciate your time today. This was great. Well, thank you. Yeah, I enjoyed it, and uh, I guess we'll look forward to seeing you guys sometime soon. That sounds great. We're looking forward to it. For half a century, the Los Angeles Kings have been bringing excitement, passion, and Stanley Cup glory to Southern California delighting our deeply loyal fan base by being a leader in incredible events and employing the greatest players in NHL history. The legacy continues as we celebrate our 50th anniversary, striving for innovation in a constant pursuit of excellence with a first-class commitment to our fans and partners and with an unmatched pledge to improving our community. We are all Kings.